Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. that I chose for 2019 is Isaiah 40, 31. It reads, Those who wait upon the Lord will find new strength. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And I chose this verse because I have recently had to walk through a couple of physically challenging injuries. And it has made some things difficult. And I haven't been able to accomplish and do some of the things that I wanted to do. So I need a regular reminder that while I can't always do everything I want to do, I can always do everything that God wants me to do in a season. And as I wait and as I trust in His timing, I can find new strength and perhaps even some spiritual strength to carry me through the season until the Lord can provide that physical ability for me to once again do some of the things that I desire to do. Hi, I chose my life verse this year, 1 John chapter 4, 9, and it says, This is how God showed His love for us. God sent His only Son into the world so we might live through Him. I chose this because I want to trust that God is loving me through every step of the way. My life verse is James 3, 6. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. I chose this because our words, whether spoken or typed, impact others more than we know. My life verse for this year is Psalm 16, 8. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. I chose this verse for this year because I want to remind myself to put God in the place that he is worthy of. And I also wanted to remind myself that with God in my right hand, I will not be shaken. Welcome to Life Verse 2019, week number three. I'm so glad that you are here, and I hope that you have been searching the scriptures to find a verse or two that you can claim as your own as we step into this great new year. I believe this is a great exercise for us. I shared this big idea last week. Values are displayed in what occupies our time. And I think that makes sense, right? Values are displayed with what occupies our time. I believe for followers of Jesus... Time in the word of God is something that is important and we should be giving a little bit of our time to that. Again, this is a great exercise and I hope you have started and are enjoying the process of thinking about your verses that you can anchor your soul on for 2019. Last week I shared some negative statistics about Bible engagement and how it doesn't seem like people are actually doing this anymore and maybe it's a thing of the past and all of the stats are declining in terms of people and Bible engagement. Well, I came across some other research by the Barna Group. The Barna Group is an organization that 
does all kinds of research on different topics, and they recently partnered with the American Bible Association to discover that Americans actually still hold a fairly high view of the Bible overall and view it as a powerful and even transformative tool in their lives. And here's some of their research. Half of Americans are Bible users. And I think that's great news. Now, that doesn't talk about regularity. It just says that at some point, half of Americans are engaging in the scriptures a little bit. Two-thirds of Americans express Bible curiosity. It's an interesting book, and maybe I should look into it and read. And then six in ten Americans believe that the Bible has transformed their life. And I found that stat to be very interesting. They broke it down a little bit further and said there's two particular groups who feel that the Bible has really transformed their lives, people who are married and people who have kids under the age of 18. (laughs) So if people are married, oh boy, I need some answers, I need some help. And if I have kids under 18, what does the Bible say about raising kids? I thought that was kind of funny. Those things have a tendency to drive us to scripture. There's some good news with this research. And I want to encourage you this morning and say that I see this happening at Valley Point Church. I really do. And it is so encouraging to me personally, and it should be very encouraging to you as well. I see people engaging in the scripture and trying to read and and understand what does this actually mean for this and how can it shape and inform and even critique my life. I see so many of you asking tough questions when it comes to scripture and then seeking to find those answers as well. I see many people diving into the word of God and finding a verse or two to use as an anchor point for the whole year. And some of you get a little crazy about this. I have some individuals in May and June come to me and say, hey, I've got my verse for next year already. And I normally say, calm down a little bit. We've got time. Enjoy your verse this year, and then we'll begin that whole process again next year. But I find that to be amazing, that as a church, there is a hunger and a thirst for the word of God. That is absolutely beautiful. And life verse is really all about saying, let's once again lift up the word of God as a beautiful thing, as God's message to us. Let's open it up and dig and search and find some words that we can claim for this new year. So thank you for engaging in this. If you're brand new to life verse, I hope this is something that starts you on a journey that you'll never regret and that you will continue through all of your years, picking some verses to use as an anchor point. Today is going to be a little bit different. Normally on Sunday, I stand up here and I give a talk, I unpack a verse or a couple of verses or a paragraph, and we walk through that, and then I provide helpful takeaways to survive another seven days. And we'll get back to that in a few weeks. Today, it's going to be a little bit different. I have a panel of individuals that I'm going to interview, and they're going to share with you their life verse or verses for 2019. So I would encourage you just to sit back and relax, to take in their words, and to seek to understand the why. Really listen for that. 
Because they're going to talk to you about, here's my verse and, or verses, and here's why I have chosen that. And each one is so unique based on what they have walked through in life. So listen to the why and allow all of this to just encourage you and inspire you and challenge you to be finding your own verse or verses for this new year. So will you help me welcome my panel today? It's Kendall, Debbie, Doug, and Kathy. Will you welcome them? While they're coming, I want to encourage you, keep digging, keep searching, and if you need help or support with that, feel free to come and talk to me at any point. I'd be glad to walk through that process with you. There's also a helpful life versus sheet at the Just For You table in the lobby that has amazing verses listed there. And if you're not sure exactly how to start the process, I would encourage you to pick up that sheet, read through those verses. Something there will probably be meaningful and memorable to you, and you can claim that as your verse for this year. Okay, great to have all of you here with us this morning. Thanks for doing this. We're going to start with Debbie. Talk to us about your life verse for this year. First of all, thank you for inviting me up here and to share. I've been with Valley Point for a long time and actually started with the very first life verse where we put it on a little post-it note. Yeah. <laughs> and God had walked me through a path of, do not be afraid. Do not worry. Mm. Be, be gentle with your words. Be kind. Trust in him. And this year, he just had that something push to go deeper in Scripture, much deeper. But it ended up being something that was very simple, mm. very easy. And I kept coming back to it thinking, this isn't what God wants for me. I have to have something more meatier. Right. <laughs> I have to have something, you know, that really is deep. But he didn't. He kept pulling me back to Psalm 46.10. Be still and know, know that I am God. Mm. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Mm. And, and this is such a great verse. And I can affirm Debbie's desire to be planned and organized as we were even rehearsing this yesterday. She wanted to rearrange all of the furniture up here. And I'm like, just, just relax, Debbie, it'll, it'll be okay. But you talk about your, your verse maybe being too simple, Right. Yes, um, to be still. It, it's hard for me. I thought, well, that's physically still. <laughs> and I like to do. I'm a planner. I, mm. I want to fix things. If something's wrong, don't push it off to tomorrow. Let's do it now. Let's get it done. Every minute of every day, I was like, I had to fill with something. Mm. So this verse was like, well, what, what is it, God, that you're start trying to speak to me? And it was more of it. Be in awe of God. Mm. Still your soul, still your spirit, and go deeper in Scripture mm. with listening ears to God. Well, this is, it's, it's really a, a beautiful verse that talks about be still and be in awe or have this respect of God. And all that sounds great. But be still <laughs> is a unique word. And in the context of this, it means to stoop down to lower yourself or to relent. These are all things we don't do. We don't tend to yeah. stoop down or get low or relent. So how do you plan to be still 
in that way this year? How do you practically plan to do that? Well, there's a, everybody in here probably loves coffee. Well, coffee's very important to me every day. <laughs> every day, my coffee. And we'll come back to that in just a minute. But Liz gave me something. I love to do crafts. So she gave me a journaling Bible. Mm. And that's what I do. Mm. So I said, God is pushing me into his scriptures, and I like to do things with my hands. So why not combine the two? So my challenge for myself is taking my coffee cup, which is very important, but God's scripture is more important than that coffee cup. And I'm going to combine the two every day, at least four times a week. And maybe this time next year, it'll be seven. Mm, That's great. And I know we've talked a lot about get tools that help you and you like to draw and mark and highlight and do all of that within the journal there. And if that's what helps you engage in scripture, then I would encourage you to do that. And listen, I think any time we can give moments to God, that's a sense of being still and stooping down before him and lowering ourselves. So you've chosen a wonderful verse. God bless you as you seek to implement that in your life this year. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Okay, Kendall, talk to us about your verses. You've got a couple here. Uh, I do. Um, You know, this isn't easy for me to be up here, full disclosure. Um, I'm usually way more comfortable being in the back with my production crew back there. Shout out to you guys. That's right. Um, And also with that, it's hard to get on a stage in front of your entire church and kind of be transparent about something that you struggle with. Mm. Um, But my verses this year are 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 8. Uh, And they say, yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. Mm. And for me, I found myself falling into a trap of finding my self-worth and connecting that with things that are materialistic, um, things that... Uh, Oh, let me get, gather myself here. I'm trying to lose my, my train of thought. Um, I think what I'm trying to say is I kind of get wrapped up with the idea of the world's perception of me mm. based upon what I've achieved, whether it's a job title, address, clothes, all, all things that are okay, and they're not bad things, but... God really kind of placed it on my heart to kind of let go of those things and to find mm. true contentment in him this year. Mm. Well, thanks for being transparent and sharing that with us. Uh, I, I don't think I like your verses. <laughs> uh, because these are verses that critique, and that can be a challenging thing. Sure. And if we were all honest with ourselves, we would probably say we struggle with being content because we see and we desire, and we want, and that's just part of how we function. So these are challenging verses, and and uniquely, these verses talk about how contentment plus godliness, so those two things together, contentment and godliness, that's what equals great wealth, right? right? Absolutely, absolutely. I I think I realize that I'm already incredibly blessed and very... Mm -hmm. I guess, wealthy in terms of the uh, references in the verse because 
I have a fantastic family. I have an amazing connection group that uh, I've been able to grow with over the last, I don't know, four or five years now. Um, and I think this year I just want to really lean into those things more and not let the distractions of what the world may perceive of me based upon what I have. Mm. Um, so going into this year, you know, it's good and great to be excellent at work and have a good career and things of that nature, but that's, that's not what I want to be defined by. Mm. I, I want to find a place of contentment with, with God um, and to just lean in on the relationships that I have with people. Yeah, that's great. Well, speaking of contentment, I, I actually have a gift for you, Kendall. Uh-oh. So, Kendall, I'm always jealous of his snappy clothes, and he's got on these snazzy Cole Haan boots, and it's hard for me to be content. So, I bought a pair of shoes for you that I want you to wear because, go ahead and open it up, because when you wear these, I will not be jealous, and I will not be content. Yeah. So, please, wear those. That, that will help me with my contentment. Will do. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kendall. And God bless you as you seek to live out your verses this year. Okay, Kathy, let's, let's talk to you a little bit. And I know that you shared with me that your life verses for the past several years have revolved around trusting in and depending on God in times of fear and uncertainty. And that's just been what you have walked through recently. I think those are emotions all of us can connect with in life, fear and uncertainty. This is what we deal with a lot. So talk to us about your verse. Yes. So my verse is Psalm 28.7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exults and with my song I give thanks to him. So um, fear and uncertainty were themes for me and my family for the past several years as we walked through some long-standing concerns. And um, this past August, after almost three years um, kind of waiting to see what God's answer was going to be, um, God did answer, and he came through in ways beyond what I could have hoped. Mm -hmm. And God is my strength, and he is my shield. And now it is time to exhale and to thank him for the ways that he came through for Mm -hmm. my family. It's interesting because Kendall's verse and your verse, there's a thankfulness component to both of them that speaks of contentment and gratitude for what God provides. So I I know you talk about putting the issue to rest, and that's great news. And I know because we talked quite a bit, this brought peace into your life and into your family, which you're thankful for. But is it fair to say that in the process of getting to that moment where it's put to rest, that there are tears and even questions of God, like, where are you? Yes, there were... There were were many tears and many questions. I would say, where is God was never really a question for me. I always felt his presence in my life day to day. The question I struggled with more was when was God going to answer? And um, the way that he answered actually brought to mind a phrase you shared with me several years ago, that truth and time walk hand in hand. Mm. And um, 
what I came to realize in hindsight that what I perceived at that time as frustrating roadblocks in this process we were walking through were actually the opportunities for God's plan to come to life. And through those times and what I thought were delays, uh, there were many truths that were revealed that would not have been revealed if my timeline had won out. And those truths were things that ultimately God used um, for our good. Mm -hmm. And so just proof that uh, God's timeline is much better than our own. That's right. So your verse has this interesting word exalt in it, which comes from the word or is combined with exalt. And it means in its context to rejoice or to be jubilant. So you've chosen some great words as you think about fear and uncertainty. When you consider joy, rejoicing, being jubilant, that's certainly the opposite of anxiety and fear. For work, you are a clinical psychologist. Mm -hmm. So you deal with these terms all the time. You help people with this. For the person that's here today and feels overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with anxiety, and fear, and maybe they haven't been able to put that thing to rest yet. What, what would be your words of encouragement? Well, in, in more than two decades of work, I have yet to find the remedy for anxiety and uncertainty. It's just a part of our everyday life, and what God hopes that we'll do with that is to lean into him during those mm-hmm. times of fear and uncertainty. But what we often tend to do is we start to get frantic, And we start to push away. I I don't want this. I don't want to experience this. And and we avoid. And when we do those things, our situations and our feelings actually grow stronger. But when we are open to it and we sort of lean into that, these feelings have less of a grip on us. So I would tell people first to look to scripture, Mm. to pray and to identify the areas of their situation that they can realistically control and pour their time and efforts into those things. Mm. And for the aspects of the situation that they can't control, to let go and just free fall for a little while, trusting that God will use that situation for our greater good. Mm. And I think most importantly is that when God does answer, to be sure to take time to give thanks and to praise him for what he's done. Yeah, yeah. thankfulness. There's almost something therapeutic about Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Well, Kathy, thanks for sharing your verse with us, and God bless you as you seek to live that out in your life through whatever fear and uncertainty may come next. There'll be more. That's that's right, as well as as those good times. So thanks for sharing that. Okay, Doug, you've chosen a lot of verses. Yes. So share them with us. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, for a couple months, I was tossing around a couple different verses, and this one recently popped out to me when preparing for next Saturday's Men of Ice meeting that we're going to be having. And it's 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 and 10. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And we've been uh, going through a series called Goliath Must Fall. And each week we've been taking down the different giants in our, in our lives. 
the giant of fear, rejection, comfort, anger. Uh, next week's is on addiction. And I was uh, in my Jeep and I was listening to K-Love and a, a song came on a radio, a worship song that I hadn't heard in a couple months. And it's called No Matter What by Ryan Stevenson. And I thought, wow, I love these lyrics. I think it'll go well with next Saturday's uh, meeting. So I went home and I was looking at the lyrics and at the bottom of it, it said that the song was written in based on 2 Corinthians 12 verses 9 and 10 and it resonated with me and I thought it would be great for next week's meeting. And by the way, guys, all men, the (laughs) second and fourth Saturdays of each month at 7.30 at the old building, we have great breakfast, great coffee, a great bunch of guys. Come check us out. It would be great to see you there. Thanks for the commercial break, Eric. It's a shameless plug. (laughs) A shameless plug. It's good. So your verses are, again, I don't know if I like them either. (laughs) So you you and Kendall, you've you've chosen verses that that critique and and really push you to think in different ways. Conventional wisdom would say, don't delight in weakness. We we try to avoid weaknesses and we build on our strengths and that's a good thing to do too, but... Your verses actually say delight in weakness. How do you practically do that? Yeah, it was uh, tough when I first read it because I think practical or conventional wisdom tells you to, when things come your way, keep them inside. I can deal with this. I got this mentality. And I know sometimes for myself, it's, I don't want to really reveal what's going on with me because I may appear weak. Mm. And I think the giants in our lives will come down in the light. And I think if I'm able to open up with my wife or the guys in Men of Ice group and be honest and be vulnerable, we pray on them. And I think that's when, when God's power and strength will be with me. And the, the verses say... For when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm-hmm. Well, the story of David, I mean, come on. The, he is a boy. He got off the sidelines. He went out on that field, and it was boy against beast. It was weak against strong. Mm. And not with anybody's armor or his armor, but through God's armor and David's faith and faith alone, he was able to take down the giant. Yeah. Verse 10 in your set of verses also talks about delighting in weakness. Yeah. So we're suppo- we have to boast in it, which I don't like that, and we have to delight in it as yeah. well. So your thoughts? Yes. When I first read it, I was like, wow, really? Delight in weaknesses? Delight in insults? Yeah. I'm not really the kind of guy that goes around delightfully and says, <laughs> hey, I'm really weak today, or That's right. hey, let me tell you what, I've been dealing with this all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this verse and God are pointing me to understand that we're all going to be going through hardships and difficulties, and that's not the time to run into the darkness uh, towards addiction, towards pornography, towards sin. Uh, It's not the time to put on a mask or a retreat, but it's time to stand firm and and be okay and say, I'm not ashamed of this, and turn and look to the ones that are close to you. turn and look at the cross and be in God's light and be able to understand that that's where I'm going to get my strength when I'm weak. And just like uh, I think Kathy might have said earlier, that we can acknowledge and be uh, victorious through him. That's right. 
Well, you mentioned masks coming off, and I want to thank each one of you for taking masks off and being vulnerable and talking about things that are happening in your life with your church family. I know that's not an all, it's not always an easy thing to do, but you've done that, and, and I think it's an encouraging thing for all of us to participate in and to hear. So, Debbie, I know we chatted, and, and you found a theme that kind of connected all of these verses. Will you share that? I did. I found that God was speaking to all of us, even Valley Point, all of us, not just us on stage. We should have a heart of, our attitude of our heart should be one of seeking him, Mm. one of contentment with our provisions, one that is thankful for his timing, and one that is grateful and thankful in his goodness. Yeah. So it's, it's an attitude of our hearts that we should have That's going right. into 2019. That's right. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Will, will you help me thank our panel for sharing? That's right. So now the challenge for all of you is to consider what scripture is God giving to you. And you take this week, if you haven't found a verse or a couple of verses yet. You take this week and you keep searching, you keep looking, pray, and ask God to really give you something as you search and as you read. And then next week, here's what's going to happen. We're going to come back and it's going to be a week where we have a time of communion together. We're going to be low and quiet and humble before God. And then we're also going to have a time where we write down the life verses that we have chosen. And if you've been here in the past, you know how this works. If you've never done it, you'll have the chance to participate next week if you want to. Certainly optional. But we encourage everybody to participate. And what we're going to do this year is we are going to take the church-wide life verse, Micah chapter 6, verse 8, which talks about what does the Lord require of you? What does the Lord require of us as a church? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly. So we're going to cut out all of those letters, and we're going to put them in the entry. And on those letters will be all of the verses that we write down. And so in the different corners of the room, all of these letters will be scattered. When it's time to do that, you'll have the chance to write on one of these letters your name if you want to do that. You don't have to put your name, though and then the reference to your life verse. And then we're going to put all of that up in the lobby. So when you walk in, it will be a reminder of our church-wide life verse to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. And then you'll have the chance as well to look up there and see, you know, my verse is somewhere up on the W, perhaps. It's inevitable. This, this happens every year. I always I try to put my life verse in a spot where I can find it in the display, and then I lose it. Like, where, where did it go? I, I can't find it. And that, that will probably happen with this as well because there's a lot of letters. But we're going to have fun next week. And this is our way of kind of publicly committing to, here's what God gave to me, and I'm going to write that down, and that will be on display. We're going to have a wonderful time with communion and committing to our life verses next week. So please be here and continue the process of searching and digging and looking for your verse or verses And if you need help with that in any way, please come and talk to me. You can talk to any of these individuals as well. You really want to identify a why. That's so important. Why are these verses meaningful and memorable to me? Okay? Will you pray with me? 
Father, we are thankful for scripture and for the gift that it is to us and this challenge before us as a church to say, okay, we're going to open up this mysterious book, this ancient text. We're going to open it and we're going to search and find some words that just jump into our hearts. God, I believe your word is living and powerful. And even as some of the research has indicated, it can be transformative. And so God, I pray this week as we all finalize the search. And God, maybe some people have already found their verses and and that's great. Uh, Continue to give them a passion for memorizing it and living it out. But for those that are still searching or, or wondering if it's even worth attempting to do this, I pray that you would give them something from your word. And God, I just ask that everybody at Valley Point would pick something and that you'd bring us back next week to be grateful for the sacrifice of Jesus as we remember his broken body and his blood which was shed for us. And then as we also, in an act of solidarity and in an act of accountability, we, we write down the verses that you've given to us that will be on display throughout the year. God, give us a wonderful week. And God, I do pray that these verses would be more than something we just focus on in the month of January, but they would travel with us throughout this entire year. God, we have plans and we know some of the things that are going to happen in 2019, but we can't be prepared for everything. We just can't. And I believe these verses will carry us through really good days, days that make us happy, days where we meet success, and days where we also meet loneliness and anxiety and fear. Our verses will help carry us through. So again, help us to do the hard work of searching and bring us back next week for just a glorious time of committing these things to you. God, as a church, we have focused on being part of acting justly and loving mercy and walking humbly. God, this is what you require of us. So I pray that you'd help me and that you would help our church to faithfully live out the verse that you've given to us as an entire church. Oh, mortal, what does God want from us? Help us to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly as we leave here in just a few moments. God, I thank you for today. Continue to give us a love for your word, we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.